after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WGT's After Further Review. I'm Derek Lawson here, and it is still like summerish temperatures, but it is fall. Can you believe that hockey season starts next week? So baseball season ends this weekend. We're getting into week four of of NFL football, week five of uh, high school football, and I believe week five of college football as well. But it just seemed like yesterday the St. Louis Blues just won the Stanley Cup after beating the Boston Bruins in Boston. And now all of a sudden they've had a couple preseason games. The puck is about to get dropped, and that's where we bring in Franklin Vashner here as blowing the dust off the NHL power play. What's up, Frank? Oh, I've been kind of throwing this together a lot at the last minute because I've been tied down with a lot of football commitments. Mm-hmm. And so with, with Dundee, of course, you do know that we did get a big win over Ida last week, but... That one's over and done with. It's on to a tougher opponent in Blissfield. <laughs> oh, really? oh the, the triple Bs. Okay, the Blissfield bad boys, huh? No, the, the, they're, they're the Royals, I have told you before. But they're <laughs> actually um, in the others receiving votes category in Division 6. They mm-hmm. are 3-1. and one, mm-hmm. 3-1 and one at time of taping. And, and like I said, I, I know Seth, I know many of their players very well from baseball. I know a lot of the parents from baseball, there's a few coaches who I know there, uh, assistant coaches, uh, Greg Saylor and Matt Ganon, who are also assistants with baseball. So I'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing all of them. <laughs> so it'll at least be a nice little reunion, get to see everybody say hi, how you doing, and then game on. And it's pretty much a bit, it's a, it's a bit, it's a big game. It's a battle for first place in the LCAA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. So we're now. Are you ready for uh, some NHL power play? Uh, yep. Here we go, Frank. Oh, the new NHL on NBC music. Oh, really? I was hearing. Yeah, some. Yeah, it's the newest stuff that they had come out. I believe in the last couple of years. But, anyways. All right, NHL. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, so this is the new yeah. stuff. So we'll start over again. No, 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 Derek. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. That's okay. fine. It's fine. I need to change it up a little bit. As I mentioned, NHL season will start on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. With, yep. Really? Wednesday night. So that means yeah, this, this is what I'm playing. October second. This is what I'm playing. That is the NHL on NBC Wednesday night hockey theme, and it starts Wednesday night. Go yeah. ahead. Yep, and you'll get to see the last two Stanley Cup champions play against each other as they're raising the banner in St. Louis as the Blues will host the Capitals for the first game, 
Japan. And then in the second game on NBC that night, you will see the rematch of the first round of the playoff series in the West between the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks. So you got a pretty nice slate of opening games. As I've got to pull the schedule up on my phone. Oh, man. Also opening that night, the Battle of Ontario between the Senators and the Maple Leafs. Well, Connor, and Mc, also, well, Connor McDavid have his pants pulled up. <laughs> well, you'll have to well, you'll have to find that out at 10 o'clock. That'll be, uh, they play the Vancouver Canucks. That's your other opening game. And then there's a pretty big slate of games on Thursday. David the man I got here says Pittsburgh Penguins open up at the paint can against the Buffalo Sabres. And then on Friday, your Blackhawks will be on the road for a matinee game. How about this? Two o'clock on Friday afternoon, on October 4th, against the Philadelphia Flyers. So, Oh, nice. That's better than, I mean, there's probably something tied into that. I'll have, uh, and then the Detroit Red Wings will open up play at 8 o'clock in Nash Vegas in Nashville against the Predators. Their home opener will be the following Sunday against the Dallas Stars. Isn't P.K. Supan not on the Predators anymore? You are correct. He was traded to the New Jersey Devils in the offseason. And he got engaged to Lindsey Vaughn, Tiger Woods' yes, ex or ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes, uh, that did happen. So congratulations to P.K. Subban on getting deciding to put a ring on it. Yeah, we'll on see Tiger how Woods. Yeah, on Tiger Woods' sloppy seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it, it just didn't work out. But you know what? That's how, that's just how it is sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, continuing on, my projected order of finish in the division. We'll start with the Atlantic, and it's pretty much going to look similar to last year with Tampa being in first place. They just ended up re-signing Brayden Point to a new deal fairly recently. So you got a key piece locked up. Plus, you, everyone knows about Stamkos, Kucherov, and all those guys. As I've actually got the Hockey News yearbook in front of me right now. See what it says about the Lightning. Hang in there, guys. They're projected to finish first. They've got it. 7-1 to odds to win Stanley Cup this year. Really no new, no new faces on offense. They did couple of new new pieces on defense just for depth uh, for the new backup goaltender Curtis McElhaney who was a backup in Carolina last year yeah, but Lightning seems to be a fair to come out of the East Maple Leafs will be in second and the Boston Bruins in third place although at the team that didn't really they didn't really add too much in the offseason either as I'll go to what the hockey news says about them um, I know they got to a cup final game seven, excuse me, in game seven against the Blues where they ended up pooping a hammer and, or actually not showing up altogether in game seven. I think they just ran out of gas. But again, they were getting old and father time is starting to catch up with a lot of those players, especially Zidane Chara, who has got to be well close to 50 by now. Uh, but as I mentioned, no real big additions for Boston. And so I think that may end up catching up with them. I think they'll still be a playoff team, but this is a team that's definitely with a lot of players that are on the back nine of their career. 
The Florida Panthers I actually have as my surprise team in the East this year. I've got them finishing fourth in the Atlantic Division. They ended up making a big splash landing. Sergei Bobrovsky, <clears throat> he and goal. Also have Anton Strallman on their blue line. Plus they've got guys who have played together from when they were young, a lot younger. And they added Joel Quenville as their coach. So I think that's going to be enough to get them into the playoffs. Will it get them far in the postseason? Only time will tell. Rest of the East is pretty much going to go Buffalo, Montreal, Detroit, and Ottawa. Red Wings, look, I know Steve Eisenman's back home. We have emphasized that enough, but he said it's going to take time to get going. I think the problem, as for how many points they get, they'll probably get a little better than 74, probably because I think more younger guys will be there. But the thing is, I think they are at a minimum a year away from returning to playoffs because I think they still have to wait for some guys who are have expiring contracts to move on, whether it be after this season, excuse me, or they end up moving them during the season. Time will tell. The Hockey News has them picked in seventh place in the Atlantic Division. and But I think what could be key for them is if Philippe Zadina, who was their top pick in not this past season, but previous season's draft, ends up making the club out of camp, which sounds like it's could, he might make it, might not make it. Only time will tell. We're going to let, let Jeff Blaschel and Eisenman decide that. I think he should because you'll get butts in the seats. I think he's uh, probably better than some of the other options they have as well. But also do need to mention that in the offseason, they did lose a player. Nick Cronwall elected to not return. He hung it up. up so that actually will probably open the door for somebody on defense to play, like maybe Dennis Jalowski takes that spot, possibly Oliver Kasky, who they signed out of Finland. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I think this is a team that they already took that first step in, in the right direction of rebuilding by bringing Eiserman in. Now you got to see what they can do for the next step. If that means players taking a step forward in their development, if it means Dylan Larkin taking another jump as a goal scorer and not improving other assets to his game. If it means Philippe Zadina becomes, becomes a proven scorer in this league. There's a lot that's got to happen, and there's a lot that can happen and I think will happen as well. And, of course, the Ottawa Senators I have is last place because they're just, well, a toxic waste dump. <laughs> they have a new coach, too, in uh, DJ Smith. If coming in, but I don't think that's going to do too much for them. Um, so, moving on to the Metropolitan Division, I have the Washington Capitals picked to win that division again, but some changes below that. The Carolina Hurricanes, who were kind of a surprise last year, they take another step forward. I think they become a team that that's comes up to second place in the Metro. Oh, was picked by the Hockey News. They had they had a pretty nice offseason as well. I know Sebastian Ajo, they had to match an offer sheet that the uh, Montreal Canadiens signed him to, but they were able to keep him, which was definitely key. key and 
Of course, they also added guys like Eric. They also traded for Eric Halla from the Vegas Golden Knights. Added Ryan Dezingle from the Blue Jackets. And plus, they're and they also ended up making a trade in the uh, recently. They traded had uh, defenseman Justin Falk to the St. Louis Blues. Those got Joel Edmondson in return. So. But their blue line's pretty stacked anyway, and plus they have James Reimer to back up Peter Morozik and Matt. So um, this is a team that I think I think you'll see take, won't surprise many people, but they're still going to be very good, good in the Metro Division. And the team that I have finishing third, and this I think might be a reach, is the New York Rangers. Getting Capo Caco in last season's draft. Caco. I think he is he's actually gonna be my pick to win the Calder Trophy for rookie of the year. Yeah, plus they have ended up signing Artemi Panarin. I think getting all those pieces in, I think that's gonna possibly get them as high as third, maybe four. I think the Islanders may have something to say about that as well. I have them just behind. Um, they're probably one of the more well coached teams. And plus, they're still going to be playing some games at the old Nassau Coliseum. I think this might be their final year playing in in Barclays Center too, which it is was not a hockey venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of Islander, a lot of Islander fans don't like it. Uh, they rather to be at Nassau because really at the Barclays Center they don't doesn't feel like home. It just feels like they're unwanted guests. Yeah, yeah. Plus they hit. Everyone knows that that's the building where the Brooklyn Nets play. Yes, the home of Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. You know Kevin Durant won't be seen playing there this year. But he'll be there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he'll be there. But anyways, and then uh, this might be where David gets mad at me as I have his Penguins in fifth place. And I think they are going to be on the outside looking in in terms of the playoffs because... Much like your Blackhawks in 2017, who got swept in the first round, the Penguins got swept in the first round. Uh, I know they still have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, but again, those guys are another year older, and Father Tide is undefeated, never lost. Plus, they traded away Phil Kessel in the offseason to Arizona. I think, and plus, Metro's a tough division as well. With the neighborhood getting tougher, I think they possibly take a step back, miss out on the playoffs, which isn't going to be the worst thing in the world, Penguins fans and David. Sometimes it'll happen, but your management's just going to have to do something to be better tomorrow, as you like to say. Philly, I think, will be in sixth place. Hockey News has them in third. I don't know why that's the case. I'm not seeing it. The New Jersey Devils. Even though they added P.K. Subban via trade, and they also drafted Jack Hughes, I don't think it's going to be enough to get them into playoff contention, especially with as tough as the Metro is. And unfortunately, the Blue Jackets are going to bring up the rear with both Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky gone. There's a lot of young talent for John Tortorella and company. He down in the co, but I don't think it's going to be enough for them to get back to the playoffs and somebody's going to have to bring up the rear. Albeit they won't be they won't be the worst team in the East but again, I think the East is just so ridiculously deep that if you're 
Like, 10, if you're 10th, 11th, 12th, I don't think you're considered a team that's absolute cute garbage. Moving on to the Western Conference, I actually am going to go with the... You know what? This is one I've kind of really been bullish on. I'm going to go with the National Predators to win the Central Division. They added Matt Duchesne in the offseason. That's really going to help their offense. I know they did end up losing Subban via trade, but their blue line is ridiculously deep with guys like Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis, Matias Coleman. Watch out for rookie Dante Fabro. He'll back there. Colorado, I've, this is a team to watch, too, that many are saying could could come on the Western Conference. And so they kind of, and they almost did last year, especially since they had Kale Maycar, our late in the season, who was one of their draft picks out of college. He's now on the team. He's a candidate to win the call. He's just one of, excuse me, he's expected to win the Calder Trophy this year. Plus, you have guys like McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and plus they also ended up trading for Nazem Kadri from the Toronto Maple Leafs in the offseason. So I think watch out for the Avs. Things might be good. coming back to it might be back to when the way things were in the nineties when they were good, although they won't be battling the Red Wings too much, unfortunately. Dallas Stars are a team that some say could win the Central as well. Well, this is a team that's ridiculously loaded. They did add Corey Perry, who got bought out in Anaheim. I think he'll provide some depth scoring for them. The Blues, I think, are probably going to end up in fourth place in the Central. But again, Stanley Cup hangover might be tough to overcome. Um, but they're a team that I don't think they I don't think they they'll end up repeating. Some say, oh, they can repeat. And I think they can, but will they? That's another story. The rest of the Central will go Winnipeg Jets, who just within the last few minutes re-signed Patrick Laine to a bridge deal. I'm going to pull that up right now. I got the alert on the score. So it was two-year extension with $6.75 million annual average. I know that there was concern if they would be able to get him re-signed or not. They did, so they, he'll be there, but I don't think the Jets are going to be able to do too much in the Central again. It's a tough neighborhood. Same deal with the Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild, who are pretty much headed for a rebuild. Over in the Pacific Division, Calgary Flames, I think, are the favorite in there. The Vegas Golden Knights also are a team to watch. Uh, I think they make the playoffs for a third consecutive season. The San Jose Sharks are still going to be there. Joe Thornton's back in the fold as well. Well, for another season. So who knows how long, how much he can contribute because Father Time's caught up with him. The Arizona Coyotes, I think, will be in fourth place. They might sneak into the playoffs, especially now with Phil Kessel there. And he's reunited with Rick Tockett, who was an assistant coach in Pittsburgh when he was there. The rest of the Pacific... Vancouver is kind of a sneaky pick to get into the playoffs this year. Here with uh, guys like Elias Patterson, Brock Besser, a lot of their young, really young core that's coming together. But I'm not sure if it's going to be enough. Only time will tell. Edmonton's probably in sixth place. I know Connor McDavid's the best player in the league. 
and they've got Dreisaitl, but again, they don't really have much outside of them, so there's still a project for Ken Holland to take care of, whether or not he does anything, only time will tell. And then, rounding out the rest of the division, unfortunately, are the remaining two California teams. It's not going to be much California dreaming for the Anaheim Ducks, who bought out Corey Perry. They've decided to go in a different direction with a rebuild. How well they end up doing, I don't think it's going to be very good. They have some good, good young players in their pipeline. But again, it's going to take time. Especially with Perry gone, they don't have much. There's not really much there. But only time will tell, see how well they end up doing. And the LA Kings will probably end up finishing in dead last because they have just been a complete mess. So that's how I think the season will go. So as for who comes out of the East, I am actually going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning going on a revenge tour. After they got bounced in the first round, I think they learned that the season's a marathon. You don't need to blow all your stuff in the regular season and then proceed to poop a hammer in the playoffs. So I think they'll they'll learn from that. They'll win the East. As for who comes out of the West, that's a little bit of an interesting decision. And as I mentioned, there's several teams. The Blues, I know defending champs, but I don't think they can. Nashville, well, there's some things I'm not sold on. I'm actually going to kind of go out on a limb and say the Colorado Avalanche come out of the West this year. Here, I think that uh, Jared Bednar and company have got it going. Things are going to go well for them. They'll come out of the competitive West, but unfortunately they will lose the Lightning in the playoffs. Who will get take home the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2004? And as for some postseason accolades, I'm just gonna, I just like I said, I threw this all together at the last minute, so I'm kind of throwing darts here. I think your Hart Trophy winner this year will be Nico Rantanen of the Avalanche. He wins Hart this year. As for who wins the and I think he also wins the Art Ross for scoring. Rocket Richard. Somebody's going to have to pry that out of Alex Ovechkin's hands. He's had it for the last few years, and I don't think he's going to give it up anytime soon. Norris Trophy for best defenseman. I think we'll end up going to Eric Carlson of the Sharks. Calder Trophy. Capo Caco of the New York Rangers. Selkie Trophy for... Best defensive forward, I am going to go with Braden Point of the Lightning. And Vesna Trophy for best goaltender here in the NHL. I'll go with Jordan Bennington of the Blues. And as for Coach of the Year, who wins the Jack Adams Trophy, I'm going with Jared Bednar of the Avalanche. Also, in close consideration is Joel Quenville, who's coaching the Florida Panthers. And maybe, <coughs> excuse me, and maybe even Rick Tockett of the Lightning. As for coaches who are on the hot seat, I would say that 
John Tortorella seat is probably going to be warm if the jackets don't improve, but the seat guy whose seat is the hottest, Mike Babcock of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I guess he's halfway into his contract. The Leafs haven't gotten past the first round of the playoffs, and I guess Kyle Dubas and company are starting to get frustrated. And if things don't go get off to a smooth start in Toronto, Babcock may be getting fired. And the other guy who I think is just seat maybe just as high as Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. The Jets got to the conference final in 2018 and haven't done much since then. If things start off slow in Winnipeg, I expect a coaching change to be made there. There, as for man, you're already thinking about uh, coaching changes already in the season. Those even started are, well, yet. well, those are those are the guys who I think the seats are the hottest. I mean, there's probably other guys whose seats are probably getting warm, or probably maybe even Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh if the Penguins get off to a bad start. I think there's going to be some people grumbling in Pittsburgh. Berg, I would ask David, but David's in Syracuse, New York, so he wouldn't know. And then maybe even and uh, Claude Julien in Montreal could be gone. I mean, there's people who say Jeff Flash will see is hot. Well, again, I think this might be a year where he may be on a, he might be on a longer leash than expected. And I think a lot's gonna a lot is gonna depend on how well individual players develop for the Red Wings. But if they, let's just say, if they go out and look, uh, if they look completely flatter than uh, the table I'm sitting at right now, then maybe Steve Eiserman possibly considers a change, change happening. But I'm not really sure which, I'm not sure if he would or not at this point. Again, it's something that only time will tell. But again, expectations aren't very high, so I don't think his seat is as hot, but again, Stranger things have happened in this league. That will do it for my power play for this weekend of September 28th, 2019. NHL season opens up Wednesday. Capitals and Blues, Sharks and Gold Knights, Wednesday Night Hockey on NBC Sports Network. And again, they were actually changing the way they marketed stuff last year and it paid dividends with higher ratings. So now that they fixed it, if it's not broke, I don't think they need to do too much more. Mm, good. That's what that's what you need to hear. And that's right there. That right there was Frank Bashner's power play. And Frank, once again, thanks so much for uh, giving us that power play for us. As we got some new music as well. And Kimi uh, gave us a good season preview. I know you're excited to have hockey back. Well, yeah. I'll definitely. I mean, I'm going to have to wait until that Saturday to be tuned in for at least the Red Wings opener. I know. I know. I mean, they've got. I mean, because like I said in this past offseason, Steve Eisenman didn't try and go for home run signings for win. Now he said, you know what? I'm going to do things that are just us uh, kind of built things for the long term. I'm just going to um, sign guys so they play here for a couple of years and then move on to our young guys like Valtteri Philpilov. He's back in a Red Wings uniform with his old number nonetheless too. So all Red Wings fans that 
have their old Philpola jerseys in the closet, you could go. You could go ahead and dig them out. Uh, but I think, I'm, I'm anxious to see if uh, Philippe Zadine ends up making the team. Hopefully he does, but if he doesn't, then I'm not going to complain too much about it. Uh, he's just got to work hard to be better than the guys ahead of him. If he doesn't make out of camp, as David would say, be better tomorrow. That is true. Any plans for the weekend? Well, this weekend I'm going to be uh, refereeing some uh, football, youth football under the lights at Dundee. They're playing a couple of games there Saturday night on the night of uh, the homecoming dance. So it'll be interesting to see, see how that goes, especially since I know, since I know a lot of the sixth grade players. And players and, uh, and Sunday I'll have probably just working on stuff for Friday Night Victors. We're working on our staff questions, working on my players of the week. Again, you can always go to FridayNightVictors.com, check out our content, our staff picks are up for this week, along with uh, Four Guys Talking Football podcast, which uh, Chris Schultz, Gary Hoff, Mike Clush, and Jeff Grote, I did. And there may come a day where I end up filling in on there in case one of those guys can't, but again, I'm one of the busiest men in Monroe County, so usually I just might give them a few thoughts on things and they can just spitball it on the air. <laughs> Yep. So good for yeah. you, Frank. Like I said, great, great. Hopefully, you have a really great weekend, and then we should well, actually it'll be some more tapings. Actually, because I'll be out of town the next two, actually next three Saturdays. Uh, unfortunately, you know BYU and UT had to have a noon kickoff. I think it's also because Ohio State is playing in prime time against Nebraska. So UTB or UTB UTBYU is noon kickoff, so that's why we had to record today and no studio show. Yeah. And I actually think Toledo does win that game because BYU has had a pretty tough month in September. They had to they had to play they ended up playing USC, had to go to Washington and now they got to come to Toledo, and that's pretty much the end of a tough month. And I think Toledo, I think Toledo's catching them at a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, so, uh, the announcer doesn't have to leave early. <laughs> I would hope so too. <laughs> Mac Brown had to leave the la- last time the Rockets played BYU. Uh, I think it was a Friday night game. He had to catch a flight for I think game day because <laughs> the game was late. Uh, oh yeah. All right, Frank. Man, we'll take it easy, man. All right, I'll talk to you later, Derek. All right, that was Frank Vashner with the power play and the whole, with the new music. And if you want to check us out, always on 88.3 WHUT Saturdays, 11 to 1, right after the theme park with Tim and Vicky. If you missed that show, then we always have it on our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. When we return, we'll have more after further review after this. Mm-hmm.